Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Welcome to VGN. Hello, everyone. It's Rodney with the Video Games Now podcast and uh, joined by Will. Hello. Hey, unfortunately, we're back again. Unfortunately, uh, I've been asleep here. We uh, recorded this podcast a little late uh, in the week. Sorry about that, but uh, we're back out of here. And uh, we are uh, I was actually editing our Super Smash Brothers tournament, hence the music. Um Today it is actually we got a rough cut done now, so we just got to record a couple more things and uh, do some audio editing, and we should be ready to publish that. And uh, it's it's super super good. Um, I'm really enjoying uh, editing it so far. Will hasn't seen it yet, so it's all a big surprise to him. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Hopefully, sometime this week. Yeah, I'll probably uh, throw the rough cut up on Dropbox or something for you to check out. Sounds good. Or put it on a private YouTube page. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yes. Alright, uh, anyway, so that'll be released over on our YouTube channel, so if you guys haven't already, check us out on YouTube, uh, just type Video Games Now, we should come up uh, pretty quick there, and uh, subscribe to our channel so you make sure you don't miss the exciting premiere of our Smash Off. So, I actually, I've been debating this, what do you guys think, should we do the Smash Smash Off, or the Smash-a-thon, I have, I, I'm leaning more towards Smash Off. I like Smash Off. Yeah, Smash-a-thon sounds like... <laughs> stupid um all right cool so that's good and uh if you're not if you can't find us on uh, youtube for some reason you can uh, always head over to our website at videogamesnow.ca and uh, check us out there and we have all the links to all of our social media outlets where you can contact us and get into the vgn community today we're going to talk about some cool shit like uh say destiny uh or not destiny bungie splitting up with activision which has been the big talk of the town for the last couple weeks uh or last week or so it's going to be... I'd say, yeah, the last couple days. Yeah, for sure. So uh, definitely going to jump on that bandwagon. And uh, we're also going to talk about... Uh, we published an article this morning on our website about uh, how Microsoft has announced, uh, or teased rather, that uh, all first-party games could be available on Xbox Game Pass. That's super exciting. So are they? All I'm excited. The... It's going to be It's going to be good. It's going to be worth the money now. So here we go. Everything like that coming up right now. Right now. Right now. So, yeah, let's talk about uh, the split up here with Bungie and Activision. So, 
just to start off the bat here, I'm excited because I think Activision has uh, gone a little bit too deep with uh, Bungie in terms of their games. Uh, yeah, I think probably, like you said, Activision's just getting a little too involved. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Bungie, like, did Bungie do anything before Halo? I think they did one other game before they released Halo. I can't remember, though. Let's look it up. I think they were working on one, but I think it got canceled. I think a bunch of games became Halo. Like, they were working on a bunch of different titles. Well, I think there uh, wasn't their uh, prototype uh, called Forerunner. Yeah, actually, yeah, and then I vaguely remember them sitting down with either Nintendo or Sony and pitching it, and they thought that it would never gain ground, and then that's when Microsoft picked them up. I think it was Mac. Mac, that's what it was. It was Mac, yeah. Yeah, it was like Mac was looking, well, this is when they were trying to get into their own computer game line, and I think that's when uh, Bungie approached uh, Mac as uh, getting Halo for them. Yeah, which so, they made a huge mistake. Oh man, killer mistake! But do you think Halo would be the game it would be today if it was released on Mac? I, I don't know. Like back then, I don't think Apple was that uh, popular. Personally, I so well, if it was today, you know, with Apple being like one of the leading things, I could see Halo being even bigger. I guess. IP for them, but back in the day, I think we probably they would have probably killed Halo. Yeah, like just thinking, I'm just thinking about any game on Mac right now, and I think that that's that's not doable. Like I remember playing games on my on uh, in computer class in grade seven on our colorful Macs, uh, Apple Macs or whatever, and uh, yeah, uh, they weren't that great. So, but here on uh, Wikipedia, trusty uh, Wikipedia. Uh, from 1994 to 1997, they worked on Marathon, Myth, and Oni. And uh, after Marathon, Bungie moved away from first-person shooters to release the strategy game Myth. Uh, the game stressed tactical unit management and opposed resource gathering. So basically a Command & Conquer style game. Uh, and it was developing it for the Mac and the Windows platforms. The success of Myth enabled Bungie to change Chicago offices and establish a San Jose, California branch uh, of the studio, Bungie West, in 1997. And it was the 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 Bungie West's first and only game would be Oni. Yay! So they they worked on a couple things for Mac, PC, and uh, the PS2 actually. So, cool. Yeah, and then they made Halo and other billionaires. Yeah. Okay. Well, here it is right here. In 1999, Bungie announced its next product, Halo Combat Evolved. Originally intended to be a third-person shooter game for Windows and Macintosh. Macintosh. Who the fuck says that nowadays? <laughs> Who fucking thought uh, that was a good name, too? It was, but, like, can you imagine talking to, like, a younger generation now and be like, yeah, when Macintosh, uh, like, back in my day, Macintosh. And they'd be like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, Apple? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but continuing on, uh, it was originally developed as a third-person shooter game for Windows and Macintosh. Halo's public unveiling occurred at Macworld Expo 1999 keynote ad address by Apple's then interim CEO, Steve Jobs. Interim. <laughs> After a closed-door uh, screening at E3 in 1999. On June 19, uh, 2000, on the ninth anniversary of Bungie's founding, Microsoft announced that it had acquired Bungie and that Bungie would become a part of the Microsoft game division. So I'm betting whatever Microsoft saw behind the doors there for that, uh, the, uh, 
private, uh, I guess, unveiling of um, Halo. Yeah. Was enough for them to be like, yeah, fuck, we're not doing this for Windows and Macintosh. We are doing this for Windows and Xbox. Yeah. So Steve Jobs must have, like, ridiculed them or in, in some way or, like, laughed them out of the office. Like, oh, you'll never fit in the Apple umpire of <laughs> Apple. But, like, think about it, though. Also, it was originally developed as a third-person shooter. Yeah, have you ever seen gameplay of the third-person view uh, prototype of Halo? I did, because they showed it off at that uh, the public unveiling. If you look hard enough, you can actually find the original Halo concept on YouTube. Yeah, they had some kick-ass weapons. They had like a flamethrower and shit like that in, in the first Halo game. Yeah. So, that would have been nice, but uh, I, I I think they made Halo 1 just right. Like, it's like the perfect it's it's perfectly oh, oh, I can't even I, I can't even talk about Halo without like, you know. Oh yeah, I can't. we can't wait for Halo 6 if you can't tell. Like, Halo 5 was just hot garbage. <laughs> yeah, but I think that they've learned from their mistakes maybe biggest mistake being them getting rid of couch anything <laughs> yeah totally I, I think, think of halo and i go back to like oh this is even before my teens man I, oh i'm getting old uh when let's just say when xbox uh, came out and they had halo i remember the big thing was not playing by yourself or online is getting your friends over and having uh, matchmaking, or have a friend over and uh, do the campaign. Well, even look at on legendary. Yeah, I mean, even look at Super Smash Brothers. Like you and me, and and like how many people were at that party when we filmed that uh, tournament? Like that, you know, we all came Quite together basically to to play Smash Brothers uh, couch couch co op, right? So it, yeah, yeah. I mean, people still want couch co-op. It's not like... Oh, definitely. That's where I think Microsoft made the big decision, and they're like, well, let's focus solely on the online multiplayer. Like, well, I don't know. As much as, like, I do like that I could still play campaign with you online, that also means that any friend that doesn't have an Xbox that I just wants to play the game and they come over to my house can't play. Yeah, I mean... It's it's it is nice like especially like we have guys like Ian who live in like where the fuck he lives on the East Coast you know yeah. obviously he can't come over so it's nice to be able to connect and meet new people online as well uh, but at, yeah at the same time we need to be able to ha- to maintain the community of gamers in in a public space yeah I I, I agree with that yeah so. All right. Anyways, so moving uh, back onto the topic here, Bungie splits with Activision. Activision, I think, was the uh, main uh, the main contributor to having the despised microtransaction system that triggered a huge backlash from fans during the first months of Destiny 2. The loot systems of Destiny 2 at launch also flattened out the game's reward structure to get better stuff to casual players while reducing the incentive to be a hardcore or high-committed player. So, yeah, I agree with all those. Uh, this is on Polygon. Um, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, Destiny 2 was just, f- like, a flat-out... It still got a hardcore fan base and people still do play it, but I thought, like, just be like before, I shouldn't have to wait for the expansions to enjoy the game. Yeah, I agree. Even with Destiny 1, I mean, I, I did genuinely enjoy playing Destiny 1. The The issue I ran into is once I hit level 20, it's like, oh, you have light level now. Like, what the fuck is light level? Like, why don't you just make my level go up more? Like, why do you yeah. have to increase, like, add another fucking attribute into the game that was completely unnecessary? Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I'm also looking at, like, some of the reasons for this split. 
And it looks like Activision just like always open their big mouth. Yeah. Because um, after uh, the latest expansion, Forsaken, came out in September, despite being received uh, much more uh, warmly than just the base game, Activision st- uh, publicly stated that the franchise had become a commercial... Di- or no, sorry, that uh, DLC had been a commercial disappointment. This led, uh, in turn, to the Destiny 2 director, Luke Smith, responding on Twitter saying, We are not disappointed with Forsaken. We set out to build a game that Destiny players would love, and at Bungie, we love it too. Building Destiny for players who love it is and will always remain our focus going forward. Man, can you imagine the interdepartmental chat uh, in Bungie? Like, when he released that, be like, What a fucking idiot. Why would you, like publicly just bash a game that you're trying to fucking sell and make money off of well i don't know who said it but activision publicly stated that it had uh, been a commercial disappointment and uh destiny 2 director just did not uh like that comment which i wouldn't either like no everything because activision being such a big company now with blizzard if it doesn't make billions of dollars for them it's just a disappointment yeah, and, and you know what? Uh, we encounter this a lot in, in our business and film and television where even a, a lot of the big studio stuff that's made, it's not... Like, there's the, the network has too much involvement in the creative process, right? Like, if the director and all them want to do their own thing and they, they have all these, all these great ideas, the studio generally shuts them down or says, no, you got to do it this way. So there's a lot of involvement with the studio... Um, so that's why also indie games and even indie movies have a lot more passion and, and a lot more thought and, and, and work put into it. And it just seems like it, it look like when you play the game, it just feels better. Almost. Yeah. It, that's the, the key word right there is passion. Yeah. You've got to love what you do. Yeah. Well, you, I you mean, you don't want it to just be a routine. Yeah. Not, well, not saying like the people who work at Bungie don't love what they do, but I mean, they come to work and they'll be like, okay, we're going to make a great game. And then Activision or whoever else, big studio steps in and says, oh, no, you got to do it this way. You got to put in um, loot boxes or whatever the fuck. And then they're like, uh, okay, cool. And then it's a fucking piece of shit. Game. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I think now, like, I really liked his, the guy's comment with, we are not disappointed with Forsaken. We set out to build a game that Destiny players would love. And at Bungie, we love it too. So literally right there, he said... We built a set out to build a game that Destiny players would love, and at Bungie we love it too. Yeah. So he doesn't give a, a, a like a flying fuck if uh, Activision didn't like it. You know what? That kind of that uh, comment kind of tells me right there that that's sort of what started this whole thing. Is like, I think so too. Yeah. Like you can tell for him to like to respond to like this. You read it, right? It doesn't seem that aggressive, but then you keep rereading it and you can kind of see little tidbits like of how when he wrote this, how he felt. Yeah. And then he ends with saying, building Destiny players for who love it is and always will uh, be, uh, well, sorry, and always will remain our focus going forward. So it's like uh, for anyone who's ever been fired and you like know it's coming. You yeah, just like are a, a complete lot of my dink. friends even said Forsaken was the best expansion. It really added to the game. But by that point, like Destiny had been kind of killed, right? Yeah. So the only people that really bought it were people giving it a chance, new to the series, or were still one of those diehard players. Yeah, absolutely. So 
is there a Destiny three coming uh, on our horizon? Actually, that's great that the that Bungie retained the <clears throat> rights to Destiny three because if Destiny three is actually like a fucking bomb, like a like a killer fucking game, it, that'll just throw it right in Activision's face. Like suck on these Destiny yeah. balls. Bitch. I think though they have to do it right and go back to like when they made Halo and have a longer development period. Really sit down. Like the the game is fun to play, but it does get a, a little tedious and repetitive, just like any other game you have to grind. Yeah, I so mean, I'm not gonna throw Bungie under the bus because Destiny in itself is a great idea. It's a whole new style of game. It just gets old very fast. So I think, I don't know, there was a report I read after this split that people were estimating that are we getting a new probably Destiny uh, uh, Destiny 3 in 2020 or 2021? I think it would be extremely stupid to release a Destiny game, even in 2021, because let's let's be honest, like the first or the second destiny game didn't do very well so now that they've split yeah. with activision bungie needs to just sit down at the in the boardroom and go okay those fucks are gone now so what didn't work in two and then take that out and basically kind of start over like what worked in one what got people's attention yeah. and and what you know how do we carry that over they kind of um they kind of did that a little bit with um halo 3 because halo 1 was like fucking amazing and then Halo Two was like kind of dropped the ball, but it was still great. It was yeah, it was it wasn't as balanced as Halo um, One. Like it it was no. definitely fun. It definitely brought a lot more to the table for sure. But it uh, yeah, it, it wasn't as balanced. And but when Halo Three came out, that was a fucking good game. That was a good game, and a lot of people played that game. And that's still a lot of people's favorite one. Oh yeah, for me, we've talked about it many times, and it always will be till maybe a few a game in the future is halo reach yes actually that was that that is my favorite one still is halo reach <laughs> yeah like they took everything that made one great brought that over they brought everything that they changed in two and they just made it made it even better and then made three look good <laughs> yeah and they made they sprinkled some new shit in there too they added the abilities in uh, yeah. Halo Reach, and they made it visually more appealing, like the assassination animation. Like, oh, oh yeah, so good. Yeah, I also liked them adding all those other characters that you could still play as and learn their sto uh, story kind of before they uh, diminish. Yeah, and uh, the customization that was a huge one. Everyone was fucking to the moon and back. Uh, see what oh, I did. for the multiplayer? Yeah, for the customization. Yeah. You, you see what I did there? That was funny. Anyways, um, <laughs> to the moon and back. To the moon and back. Um, Anyway, so uh, yeah, they people love to customize their character, especially when they're a, uh, you're, they're playing as a super soldier Spartan dude. Like they want to be able to, you know, make it their own. So it, yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Like games nowadays, I love when you have a, a huge way to customize your character, especially like we did Black Desert, remember? And like the first thing you had like some good choices for body types and stuff, and then all of a sudden you got to the face and you had like four to choose for like hairstyles. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't work for me. I want to be able to make a character completely my own. Yeah, and that was the other fucking stupid thing with Destiny. It's like, you know, oh cool, now I have this like this armor looking thing. And then as soon as you get anything that has higher stats, you ditch the fucking armor thing and you get some other new thing that looks completely different. It like it doesn't um like I usually just upgrade it. 
Yeah, but I mean, you know, why can't you just have like look at how you want to look and then you know, just have a different way of uh of buffing your stats. I don't know. If if yeah, if I look like a fucking uh if I was a space whatever the fuck they are in Destiny, space fucking mercenary or whatever, I would want to look a specific way. I wouldn't yeah. want to keep changing it every like every level just because I my shit's stronger. Yeah, and we we talked about it when we did the podcast as well because we both watched the video. Um, but for uh, Anthem, like the customization in that looks like it's taking it even to a higher standard. Yeah, I really like um, when you there's an achievement, and when you complete the achievement, it gives you like something cool. Like for example, in Halo Reach, when you beat it on Legendary, you got the flaming skull helmet. And yes. and yeah, so it's like when you're seeing someone running around in multiplayer with a flaming skull helmet, you're like that motherfucker beat Legendary. Which is actually I think fucking they hard. really need to do that because they're supposed to be like uh, world bosses and stuff like that. And I'm betting if it's anything like Destiny and all the other games, there's going to be like trials. Yeah. To get like the best gear, I think like when you beat trials, that's when things should unlock. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, basically reward the player for doing a fucking sick ass achievement, and yeah. then have like the most ridiculously badass. Yeah. <laughs> shit for your like, guy like uh, yeah. time stuff too like beat the boss in say five minutes and uh, uh, do, uh beat the boss or beat this level without dying or speed run halo one in under three hours and only get fucking 50 gamer score fucking some yeah that's some garbage but then you then you have the same thing with halo 2 and you just tell it like go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> I, I i could probably say a lot more words to that like it would just be a lot of yeah a lot ooh, yeah we take this thing from r to like triple r <laughs> double x because triple x is something else um <laughs> <laughs> that's why i said double r yeah double r rated r for rock and rodney times three yeah <laughs> so uh while the uh, community has generally viewed Activision's influence over the game as an, as negative, the assistance and extra manpower supplied by Subsidiary Studios has a large impact on the beloved Forsaken era. Activision brought in these studios to make Destiny content so that the game would get or still get regular updates while the core Bungie team could work on larger expansions. But Bungie has likely lost access to any studio or team it doesn't own. So, um, I never really thought about that. Um, I mean, Bungie's probably a big stu a bigger studio. But I guess they did have quite a bit of help with Activision being kind of like the kingpin of all the all the smaller uh, development teams, right? Yeah, but the one thing is like, remember when uh, Destiny or Bungie and Activision uh, joined hands? Yeah, it wasn't like when Microsoft owned um, owned Bungie. Yeah, it that's was a true. completely whole other deal that it was mainly just Destiny that they got their hands on. Yeah, because like I was thinking about like is this gonna hurt De uh, Bungie moving forward for a little while, and then I thought about it as well, and remember just before E three, was it last year or the previous year? I think it was last year. Remember they announced they uh, just received a hundred million in funding from uh, NetEase to work on no a, a non Destiny project. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So maybe this, maybe I forgot about that project. That's a lot of funding as well. Maybe Destiny's going to be put on hold for a little while, and they're going to work on this new IP. Yeah, that's that. That would be smart. I think. I think. Uh, yeah, they just need to shelf Destiny for now, and let it, you know, collect some dust. And maybe get some more ideas. Maybe wait for the technology to improve a little bit better to get a, uh, you know, something new. 
Yeah. And yeah, do new IP, 100%, I agree. So because yeah, I forgot they got that funding from that Chinese company to work on that uh, on a new game that yeah. they wouldn't talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they don't have loose lips like uh, fucking Activision. Um, anyway, so say goodbye to your Activision, uh, to Activision, and also to all of your stuff. The original Destiny allowed players to collect an assortment of mounts, cosmetics, and other collectibles that were trophies for accomplishing various in-game feats, as well as emotes and other special cosmetics sold through the game's Eververse microtransaction store. The rewards were offered in addition to the weapons and armor that improved player stats and combat performance. Players of the yearly games like Call of Duty expect this kind of cosmetic reset between games, but fans treat Destiny more like an MMO, where the expectation is that the cosmetics will be preserved between the games and major updates. Players who bought the Collector's Edition of World of Warcraft in 2004 and received the mini Diablo companion pet can still summon the Lord of Tiny Terror today, 15 years later. All the long-running online games like League of Legends, Counter-Strike, Dota 2, and Overwatch have made major changes and updates to their games without ever deleting players' collections of premium cosmetics. So, fuck you, Activision. That's that's some fucking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so, sp- spend money to randomly get shit that you don't even know you're getting, and now you're getting it all taken away. Like, suck a dick. Yeah, we've talked about it many times. Like, I'll, I'll still do loot boxes sometimes, but I'm not going to spend my own money for them if it's stuff like I earned while playing the game. Yeah. But I'd rather spend money on knowing what I'm buying. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm even reluctant to go into casinos anymore. There goes 20 bucks. If I was to go into casino, I'd leave my wallet in the car and only walk in with 20 bucks. Yeah, that's smart. That's what I'm spending that's what I'm leaving with or I leave with nothing and that'll just be like normal yeah totally. <laughs> that's why I don't go to the casino <laughs> yeah the casinos on cruise ships play pretty good actually yeah because they're trying to you know make it more fun for the passengers well fuck when up you the go sh- to the actual casino they're, they're, they're just there to rob you <laughs> well I, I went on uh, Holland America and that's uh, made for the older crowd so by god for a young guy there's nothing to fucking do on that ship during the day so you're going to the, go, go to the casino like hands down <laughs> I'd be at the bar. Oh, yeah, we were at the bar, too, but there's a bar at the casino, so I was killing two birds. <laughs> and then, you and uh, you multitasking. And then the nightlife was fucking weak, buddy. So, okay, so if any, if any, anybody listening to this podcast cruises and you haven't, and you're thinking about, or even thinking about cruising, um, Holland America's, it's, it's classy. It's very classy, um, but it's definitely not for anybody under, like, 70. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm being fucking real. I, I, like everybody on that ship had is definitely retired, easily retired, and, and or almost dead because they're using walkers or fucking oxygen tanks or something. <laughs> like legit, the crew we did, probably didn't know how to handle you. You could get around. Oh, they knew me by na- by name because I obviously was the youngest thing on that fucking ship. So, but um, yeah, like we did the lifeboat drill before we left the first port. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking kill Will here. But yeah, no, we're, we're doing the lifeboat drill before we left the first port. And so they do this whole thing where they contact you on the PA system and, and there's a PA system in everybody's stateroom. And they're like, oh, you know, this is an emergency. Stand by for more information or whatever. But it's like the drill or whatever. So then you look and there's the, the diagram of how to get to your lifeboat in your room. 
So you're looking at that, and and Brittany and I are like looking at this. We're like, okay, so you go out, and then you take a left, and the and the stairs are right there. Yeah, like we like had this whole thing planned out. Like we had our fucking guns unholstered and all that shit, right? And then, um, so yeah, then the the PA system comes back on, and they're like, okay, proceed to your lifeboats. So Brittany and I were fucking gone. Like we were like sliding down the fucking rails, like goddamn firemen. And then we get to our lifeboat. Wouldn't be the first one evacuated. Fuck the old people. <laughs> well, no, I'm, that's what I'm getting to. Like we were like first at our lifeboat, and like fucking decks empty. We're like, man, if this boat was sinking, these all these people are <laughs> fucked. Like they like they can't they can't physically make it to their lifeboats. Was there like a crew member when you got there? Oh yeah, they were there. They were there. They were probably shocked. They're like, oh, I don't think I've ever seen anyone get here that fast. <laughs> but like, oh <laughs> man, I, I was about to go for a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyways, Brittany and I are going on a Norwegian cruise. Um, uh, Norwegian cruise line. Uh, two weeks now. Three weeks. So super stoked. And uh, it's it's for more more our speed. It's got like water slides and rope swings and shit like that. You know, when I think about it, the only like thing like you only do uh, like uh, fire drills and evacuation drills now in elementary school and when you're probably now if if this cruise uh, sounds familiar probably like uh, the senior senior homes yeah totally yeah <laughs> you know like their brains or they're starting to forget things and they want to make sure they know how to get out of the building yeah yeah um not not bashing holland america even though they fucked me over from eleven hundred dollars but um yeah, they uh, the only thing to do on that boat for me was like go to a cooking show. I did learn how to make salmon really well though, um, and uh, bingo and the casino. That was literally it. And then eat all the food. So, Sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, wildly off topic for this podcast. Uh, might talk about that on some future podcast <laughs> uh, titled "Cruises and What Not to Do on uh, Holland America." Fucking bingo. All right. Anyways, um, so b- back <laughs> back to Bungie. That was ridiculously off topic. Holy shit. Uh, oh, whatever. Anyways, <clears throat> so um, uh, did you you played just the base game of Destiny two, right? None, none of the expansions. <clears throat> yeah, I pretty much gave up right there. <laughs> yeah, I remember that it was so bad they were basically giving you the base game for free, and um, it w- I downloaded it to my Xbox, but I never opened it. Because I was just hearing all this shit about it. Yeah, it was like for two weeks they uh, had it down uh, download for free. Try to tease people. Yeah. So. Hey guys, play Destiny 2 and then hate it like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So yeah, that sucks that Activision's getting rid of all your shit. Um. So yeah. Um. I think Bungie, like we were talking about, should just uh, shelf Destiny and. Uh, Oh yeah, you know what they should do? This would be great. They shelf Destiny, and then when they release Destiny three in like five, six years, like yeah. Activision's like just fucking hurting hard, like just oh, yeah. super like <laughs> like Call of Duty fucking ten is just tanking hard because it's the same fucking game since Call of Duty Black Ops fucking three. They'll always have World of Warcraft though, so yeah, that money's there. Yeah, were they always involved? In uh, World no, of Warcraft? No, uh, Warcraft was Blizzard, and then Activision, or was it Blizzard bought Activision? One of the two. I I would have thought that, well, it was probably a mutual thing, because Blizzard released World of Warcraft in, like, fucking whatever. Was it 2004? Yes, the... Their original yeah, original? Yeah, you just said that. Yeah. 
Oh, I don't know if that was the original original, but anyways, yeah, so, like, they launched that, and it was a huge success. So they were, they were fucking drowning in money. So, anyways. Um, why don't we move on to our next topic, which is Microsoft teases that all first-party games could be available on the Xbox Game Pass. So, um, I cancelled my Game Pass, I think we talked about this before. I keep saying I'm going to, and then I don't get around to it, and uh, I just saw that it came off my um, out of my account the other day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, that should prompt you to go immediately and cancel it. But uh, true, but we also have Crackdown uh, Three being available on it uh, coming up, I think next month or March. So yeah, so yeah, I mean, now that I've, I've uh, we published this article on our website, it might actually be more appealing to get Game Pass back now. Um, and like I was saying uh, I, um, last podcast, I totally think that the future is going to be streaming games because that's basically what Microsoft is doing right here is they're just making all their games available to play on a street on a subscription service. Right. Yeah, so, I would say the same. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Microsoft Game Pass worth the price now. There's always more games on the horizon. And now Microsoft has teased what's coming next for its portfolio. Uh, in a blog post, uh, Microsoft offers what it calls a hot tease. Mmm, yes. Uh, what fans can expect in the time ahead. Starting with 2019 games, Xbox fans have titles like Crackdown 3, Ori and the Will of Wisps, Gears 5, and Minecraft Dungeons to look forward to. Of note, all these games and all future first-party titles from Microsoft are included with the price of an Xbox Game Pass membership. So, cool. 2019 is shaping up nicely for Xbox, uh, PC, and mobile gamers alike. Microsoft said. Also, in 2019, Microsoft will release a significant new update for Sea of Thieves called The Arena, which adds a competitive mode. Holy shit! It's like they fucking were thinking about that a long time ago and just didn't put it in the game. Yeah, I just don't care. <laughs> yeah. Cole, Cole's been trying to get us back into Well, not back into it. He's like, I kind of want to play Sea of Thieves. Actually, I definitely want to play Sea of Thieves, but I'm not playing by myself, so he, he wants me and Will to uh, jump yeah, in. Yeah, I told him it's probably going to be a cold day in hell. <laughs> cold day in the hunger deep. Um, I don't know. I might. We might have to try the arena mode. We'll get totally fucked, though. We always get screwed over in PvP. Yeah. If, if we I, did, yeah. Fuck, I don't, I don't really know. If we didn't have Adam Terry, we'd be significantly fucked. <clears throat> yeah, he was the only reason we survived like half those encounters. I know. <laughs> so I'm dead. Yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah. Adam. Okay. I oh, got these guys. Yeah. I'm on their hold ship. On, on. I'm on their ship. I got them all. Yeah. I killed them all. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Um, or it'll be like God like skills at times. Or or it'll be like three of us trying to fucking sail the ship around the skull fort. We're like getting super fucked. We're like Adam, where are you? He goes, it's okay. I got a powder keg. I'm almost under the ship. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, he was always those one step ahead days. of everybody. Yeah, those Sea Thieves was fun, but it's just so it got so boring. Anyways, in addition to all these games and the new Sea of Thieves expansion, Microsoft teased future releases from its studios around the world. Microsoft saying delivering new Microsoft technologies is one part of the company's ambition going forward. Uh, and we can't wait to see we can't wait to show you what's all the Microsoft what all the Microsoft Studios are working on. We're focusing on implementing new Microsoft technologies, delivering content for new platforms and services like Xbox Game Pass, and creating exclusive games that turn players into loyal Xbox fans. Oh yeah, I bet you fucking want that. Um, we're next week. Join us next week. Um, 
where Mark uh, Mark's going to join us on the podcast, and we're going to do a uh, Xbox versus Sony versus Nintendo podcast, and it's going to be fucking off the fucking walls. Seems like it's been a while since Mark has joined us on anything. Yeah, and he's going to be the usual liquored up amount of liquored up. That actually just makes him entertaining and whatnot. He's a belligerent fucking nitwit is what he is when he's drunk. Everyone will see that next week. Yeah, and when we release our uh, Smash Bros. tournament thing, Mark is, like, fucking unbearably hilarious. Like, it's... (laughs) (laughs) Well, by that time, he was already a couple deep. Hell, he was a couple deep before I even picked him up. Yeah, so we, like, basically convinced him to join this uh, Smash tournament. And so so Will and I get there, and... um, no, no, we're already there, and Mark shows up, and before he he's even like, hey, how's it going? He fucking points at me and Cole. He's like, okay, here's what's gonna fucking happen. You are gonna take at least three or four fucking shots before we start this thing, and you can fuck right off, Cole, and you can take... Uh, he was just barking all these orders at us, and we're like, dude, chill the fuck out. Like, oh, he planned all that, too. Like, while he, I was driving, <laughs> he just wouldn't shut up, and then he's like, oh, yeah, this is what they have to do if they want me to play. It's unfair. <laughs> it's unfair. Um, I, I, rewatching the footage, Cole just fucking destroyed me. Like, he fucking oh. wrecked me. I, I, Dude, I, I got destroyed by Mark. Like, that's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we'll stop spoiling all the fun and we'll, uh, wait till it gets released. Anyways, um, so we have, um, where, uh, where was I here? Um, here it is. So, last year, Microsoft invested in its future by acquiring six studios and creating an all-new one at E3. Microsoft announced that it acquired Playground Games, which makes Forza Horizon, Compulsion Games, We Happy Few, Ninja Theory, Hellblade, and Undead Labs, State of Decay. At Microsoft's X18 event in Mexico City, Microsoft announced the, uh, uh, oh my god. Acquisition. Thank you. Acquisition of Obsidian Entertainment, Fallout New Vegas, and Inexile... In, is that is it? yeah that's in exile in thank you in exile entertainment wasteland three uh, as for new studio the initiative based on Los Angeles area it is staffed by Red Dead Redemption's writer designer and many other big names so you can tell in English class like I really didn't want the teacher to like call on me to like read a fucking page of the book yeah see that was my problem I I, I sucked at like math horribly so I made up for it in English where I was always the you know doing like the provincial public speaking and yeah, yeah. shit like that. Yeah, I'm fine with actually reading stuff off a piece of paper, but then I'll come to a word that's like completely <laughs> fucked. Yeah, we've already <laughs> seen that. <laughs> yeah, or someone's goddamn name that makes no goddamn English sense. Yeah. But um, back on topic, though, the initiative, that actually sounds like an interesting studio. We don't know anything about them, but it's staffed by like the big, big wigs. Yeah based in Los- yeah based in LA so they're 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 in the same community as all the other guys too eh so no but I'm talking more about them getting on like the writer director of Red Dead Redemption 2 um there's also a couple other ones I don't have the article in front of me but like it sounds like this studio is like being run by the bigger guys that have yeah. experience like Microsoft has to be planning something big yeah man I really want to make one game but like I don't have any fucking game design like experience whatsoever. But- um. Well, I remember out of high school this quick story, uh, so I don't bore everyone. But right out of high school, you know, you're trying to figure out what you want to do, and I went to like the job fair at the north, uh, like the trade acts nearby, 
and uh, I video game uh, you know popped out video game development very easy the guy told me I should uh, look into before like I applying I uh, learn a bit of uh, C++ yeah so I went out bought a huge ass textbook couple pro- uh, like programs spent good am- uh, amount of money on that textbook it was lo- alone it was like 300 bucks and uh, yeah I couldn't do shit it was all math yeah C++ fucking sucks yeah, ass I'm literally I'd literally have to st- sit there in front of a computer and a calculator just to do the equations yeah I can like, do my brain just can't like calculate like <laughs> yeah I can do a lot of shit on a computer. I can't code. I can't code. Yeah. My, I couldn't code. I could. I, the only thing I can do is open like for code for a website, like open Notepad and write HTML, and then HTML close. And that's all I know oh, how to yeah. fucking do. Like I make that's the web page. It doesn't have any fucking shit on it. But like the actual coding for gaming, like the animation and stuff like that. Yeah. Like just the codes to say like the for the person to like lift their arm. Yeah. That's like out of like my depth. <laughs> yeah, I mean um yeah, I remember in IT class I I used uh, Flash a lot, like uh, uh I guess it's called Animate now. Adobe Animate. But yeah, I use Flash a lot. Um I animated a lot of videos. And then in IT class he knew this and he's like, Oh, you should try editing with um I think it was Action Script at the time. And I'm like, the fuck is Action like all I knew how to do with an action script is to stop my timeline and to st- and to make a play sequence and make a uh, a loading uh, a, a loading uh, a preloader. Yeah. And yeah, I couldn't fucking do it. Like I'm like, this is retarded. He wants me to, in action script, make something move across the screen. It's like I can literally do that visually in like about two seconds, and I can't write in action script. It was just nonsense. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess we can be the game developers. Well, we can be on no, the team that's like, like do this. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be we'll be the next Miyamoto, except we don't know how to fucking do any anything Miyamoto knows how to fucking do. He was like drawing levels on freaking grid paper. Yeah, and I can't draw, so I'm fucked. <laughs> uh, I can. I don't know. I haven't drawn. Yeah, that's the word I want to use. I haven't drawn anything in a while. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, yeah, I, I am kind of considering Game Pass again, although I'm going to be working and going on a cruise. So I, maybe not. Maybe I'll hold off until some actual good shit comes out. Um, I don't I, know. Like, it, I haven't looked at it in a while, but they seem to be really up on it. Like, every couple like months or something, they'll add, like, three three or four games, and they'll take away two. Oh, they take stuff away? Uh, you know, if it's something that's probably that hasn't been downloaded that often. Yeah fair yeah so i i can kind of see that a little bit because it does like this is all on their once like their dedicated servers or whatever right so yeah i could see that um i don't know i'm more excited because like they said crackdown uh is going to be on it for free uh crackdown 2 i didn't really like crackdown 1 i loved but i love terry cruz so he could probably sell me anything surprise motherfucker yeah, I like Terry yeah. Crews too. And I bet you a lot of people listening right now totally miss the miss that that's basically where Terry Crews is from. This is from that like one line, and that was made into a meme. <laughs> that and uh, every time I picture him in my head right now, I'm picturing him with uh, Old Spice. 
Oh, fuck. He did the old Spice commercials. We talked about this on our other podcast, the What You Watching Now podcast, didn't we? I think we did. Like, uh, I don't remember which one, but yeah, like we were talking about like Terry Crews. And- yeah, and, and then we mentioned that he was doing a 24-hour stream of him painting a picture over Christmas. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking Terry Crews. Yeah. All right, good stuff. Um, so... Also in the news was uh, something else you brought up, Will. I can't actually remember here. Uh, so I've got two articles. One uh, is going back to a game that we're really looking forward to. Anthem is going to be offering matchmaking for every activity in the game. Oh, fucking no way, buddy. That's sick. So I don't know what the activities are yet because we haven't played it. We're looking forward to it hopefully soon uh, with the demo or the beta. But I could see this like being a huge thing, especially even if it's just like you know you want to explore the world if you, there's like a, a setting for that that you can do it not by yourself yeah um i i'm i'm kind of curious how they build their on their um campaign because are they going to make it so that it's it's uh, it's a hard boss by yourself like almost like legendary basically on on <laughs> halo but um, I don't know. I don't think they should do it that way. They should do it similar, but I think if you play the game with like four k- people in co-op or something, the, it should be a lot more challenging. Yeah, the difficulty should ramp up. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope so too. Um, so for those who don't, who have not yet uh, purchased Anthem, uh, if you pre-order Anthem now, you can get access to the uh, VIP beta, which we're going to be playing next weekend, I believe. Not this weekend, but the weekend following. And haven't decided what day yet because I only get the one day, but we'll probably do both. Uh, hopefully who knows like i'm back to work full time as well so like those week weekends i sometimes just like crash <laughs> totally um but yeah that's uh one of the news and then the other one that came out today as well is rocket league now supports cross play oops across pc and all consoles yeah so it's uh following in the footsteps of fortnite and yeah, second game to do it yeah. it's huge though totally yeah i mean every game this should be fucking mandatory like honestly it should be mandatory that you have to if you offer games on multiple platforms that you have to provide crossplay yeah i i see that i i think it's gonna be hard like we've talked about it before with all three of them just agreeing to do it right away yeah but i think in some cases it should be up to the, also the publisher yeah that's that's true you know like so if this instead of like if the games say call of duty i don't really want to use it but it's the first thing that came to my head it goes out on every system yeah uh it may still go on switch i don't know uh but now call of duty is activision right so but it's going to be released on every console so what if activision just said well i want that game to be cross play yeah Right, I don't picture a lot of the, the three big companies right away saying yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, hundred um, percent. Anyways, moving on. So we have 50 minutes left until our our, our hour mark, um, and uh, we ran out of uh, topics. So why don't we talk about Pokemon Go because we've been playing that a lot. <laughs> yeah, we did the Totodile event last weekend, which was actually pretty fun. Yeah, Got a good amount of walking in, caught a lot of shiny Totodile. We did, yeah. Um, so for those who have not played Pokemon Go since Christ was a child, 
um, it's gotten a lot better. It's 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 quite fun now. Um, it's basically the game that should have been released originally, really. Yeah, it's still got a few, you know, like there's still a couple glitches where the game will freeze, but every game is like that. Yeah. But yeah, like the research and they just make the game a lot more rewarding. Yeah, I mean, so again, for those who haven't played it, uh, so what's new uh, in the last, I don't know, I don't know, I started playing again four months ago, maybe, and you started Me, playing like about two. a month, two months, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Cole so. actually got us back into it. He's still he's been playing since the beginning. He hasn't stopped. Uh, he's completed the Generation One and Generation Two Pokedexes minus like Lugia and Ho Ho. I think. Uh, no, he got Lugia. Uh, he's still waiting on the Ho Ho. Yeah, so he's 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 played a lot. But so you have yeah. Every day you can do um, you can claim a research uh, like a you just go to Pokestop and spin it. and It gives you a field research. So it'll be like. Um, make five excellent throws, catch three Pokemon, uh, transfer three Pokemon. It'll just give you these like little mini school. Mini, I can't even say that word right now. Um, tasks. Minuscule. Yeah, and then it rewards you with XP plus like you know a couple you know five berries or ten Pokeballs or a wild encounter with a random Pokemon or something like that. So that's really cool. And then on top of that, you also have um, the Your seven day research. Well, yeah, that too. Um, but the special research, so it's basically sp specific to sp legendary Pokemon. So right now, um, I have three different ones, but I just did a one. It was the Halloween theme one. I can't remember. It was called the Spooky. Uh, the Spiritome one. I just can't remember the name. It was something like Spirit of the Tomb. So it was a, a spooky time or something like that. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of all this research, like you do things like battle in two gym battles, uh, win a raid, um, catch a ditto or whatever so you do all these things and then there's different stages so you do eight stages and then at the very end you get to a chance to catch a legendary pokemon so that was really cool um i've only caught uh i've got uh Moltres and zapdos and i have that's it i think from the uh yeah that's it and Spirit, and Spirit got, like I thought you had Entei or Raikou. Yeah, but I got those from the other one. So the Pokestop ones I was talking about earlier, if you complete challenges and then you claim the reward, it gives you a stamp, but you can only get one stamp a day. And then as soon as you get seven stamps, you get a chance to catch a legendary Pokemon. And I got Entei and uh, Suicune. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. Uh, that's a lot of fun. That's the way that they uh, want you to catch the legendaries. And then on top of that, there's uh, gym battles, and you can battle each other now and trade with each other. But the trading mechanic is still fucking annoying, really. I yeah, like I the one special trade a day, it kind of pisses me off. Like it should be one tr special trade per person per day. Yeah, I agree. So the special trade is if, uh, for example, if Will has a Pokemon that I don't have in my Pokedex. He can trade it to me, but that would count as a special trade. So you both have to agree to use your special trade. And so he can trade me something I don't have in my Pokedex. But Yeah, and yeah. it uses a lot of Stardust. Yeah. Um, what else do we got in this game? Uh, see, the yeah, the gyms are great. And then we have raids. Raids are, uh, if you haven't played in a while, they're the new fucking thing. That's awesome. So each month or even half a month i think they have a specific pokemon that are going to appear in these raids and they're like one star to five star kind of raids and the rare the rarer they are so like the higher level so for example this right now they have kyogre and groudon as a possible uh raid boss 
So they have like a ri ridiculous amount of health and you basically got to meet up with other Pokemon goers and take on these big, big ass legendary Pokemon. And if you defeat it, you get a chance to catch it. And then also a chance of catching it uh, shiny. Yeah. So it's a, uh, it's a lot of fun now. So uh, it's, it's good to get out uh, outside and uh, look at your phone and not at the actual outside environment. Yeah. They also um, add, like, community days every, like, week now. Yeah. So there's some sort of event always going on. Uh, we have, what is it? Oh, Friday, uh, Saturday, we have a, a Phoebus research event. And uh, right now, what's the event going? Oh, the Hoenn event. Yeah. More uh, more chance to catch uh, or for Hoenn Pokemon to show up in the wild. I think that's how, how we should say it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what was harder to do in Generation 3. Beat the Battle Frontier or catch a fucking Phoebus? Oh. That was the hardest thing. Like, and that was before I had actual high-speed internet. I had dial-up, so I had to... I used dial-up for, like, a minute to load, like... It took me, like, ten minutes to load, like, two pages to say, like, Phoebus only spawns in six squares in all of root, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding? And I'm, like, 12 or 13 or whatever the fuck I am. Yeah, and yeah. So then I basically fished at every square in that whole route until I found a Phoebus. It took me like a fucking month. Yeah, yeah. I was like thinking about it while you were talking. I was like, personally, I think the Battle Frontier was a little easier. It was fucking hard, but yeah, I mean, some bullshit though. Yeah, like I understand, like Dratini, he's got a one percent chance of spawning, but he can spawn at least everywhere. Yeah. And then, and then after you catch a goddamn Phoebus, you got to evolve the fucking thing, which is just as hard. You have yeah, to, you got to use what is it? Uh, well, you have to you have to make the perfect sorry piece, um, the perfect Pokeblock that enhances only your beauty stat, and you had to max out Phoebus's beauty and nothing else, and yeah. then level it up, and then it evolves into Milotic, and it's like, fuck me, that's. <laughs> Yeah, I think I I almost actually screwed up on one of my uh, Poke Blocks. Yeah, because if you if you mix one shit Poke Block, you're fucked, and you got to start over, and you got to find yeah. all those berries again to make the Poke Blocks. It's like, oh my god, it's yeah, such it, a it was tedious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like how on Poke well on Pokemon Go uh, to evolve Phoebus, all you have to do is walk with it for twenty kilometers. Yeah, and then uh, and then use a hundred candies or whatever it is. Yeah, which I, I'm kind of short like 70 candies right now, uh, but I got that 20 kilometers. Yeah, I'm short like 90 candies. I don't know. What the, actually, I'm short like 97 candies. I only hatched the one Phoebus. I haven't seen one since. Yeah, I got like, I only have seen one Phoebus, but it hatched during the uh, one of the events earlier last this year. So I got like double candy. Right, right. <laughs> so I was lucky for that because uh, I'd have to catch even more this weekend. <laughs> I'm I'm literally gonna catch a million Phoebus this weekend this this Saturday. So oh yeah, I'm hoping I want to uh, catch one with a high IV, so it has good stats. We'll say that, and then I want to catch a shiny. The shiny's the big one. Well, here's the shitty part about the shinies: if you catch a shiny and you want to evolve it into a shiny Milotic, you got to walk with a fucker for twenty kilometers. Yeah, but it'll just happen sooner or later. I guess. <laughs> like I just at work the last two days, I've walked ten kilometers. Yeah. Well, you could be a tad for one day and you would walk like 25 kilometers in a day. That is true. 
Half God. my day I sit in my car. 40,000 <laughs> steps. Nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah, it, I every I just had like a cold shiver run down my spine. Yeah, and then and then when you sit down at lunch, your legs are like, oh, thank you. <laughs> what about the toilet breaks? Uh, yeah, you don't get those. <laughs> you you like you do a quick pit stop, quick squat and run. You just need to have like a portable washroom. Okay, I got a funny story, and it's actually quite embarrassing that I'm telling this on the fucking air. But okay, so we did, um, I did, I did uh, theater, like a uh, um, bunch of plays back in high school, and I was the assistant stage manager. So basically, my job was to run around and make sure that every single human being and every single prop and everything was there and ready. So when the stage manager said "lights up" or "cue this actor" or "cue this effect" or whatever, it was ready, and um, so the show could continue on. So that was my job. So I was always in the dressing rooms, uh, getting all the actors on the stage, making sure they're in the right costumes, making sure they're getting you know through their makeup and all that kind of stuff. So we're in the intermission. So I basically we did um, we did a tech a technical rehearsal, and then yeah. we had about an hour uh, before house opened. So we did uh, the vocal warm up and all this other backstage bullshit that no one fucking cares about. Um, and then we did a show, and then we did another show. Like we did a, a matinee in the in the like the early evening, and then we did another night show. So we were like, I was fucking bagged. I was basically on my feet, running around like a monster for twelve hours. And then I'm like, okay, I need to I need to take a piss super bad. So I open the door. Like I'm a dude. You're supposed to stand up and take a piss, but like I've been on my feet for twelve hours. I'm like, I'm just gonna fucking sit down and take a piss. Like fuck this manhood shit. So I closed the door and I thought I locked it, but I didn't lock it. So I'm like sitting down on the fucking toilet here. And uh, one of the lead actresses just opens the door and just sees me sitting there. Assumes I'm like fucking dropping a deuce because I'm sitting down and she just like quietly leaves and then walks around um, telling everyone that I was uh, dropping a deuce when in fact I was not. I was being unmanly and sitting down and peeing. So there At now. least you left a mark. <laughs> yeah so now everyone listening to this podcast knows that rodney sits in peace um yeah <clears throat> all right on that note <laughs> we should sign off yeah so you learn a little bit more about your hosts every day um but anyways guys thanks a lot for joining us on the podcast and uh, let us know what your thoughts are about the uh, activision and bungie split and also about uh everything being available on game pass uh on our facebook page you can find all of our links at the uh, top of our website at videogamesnow.ca and uh, remember to check out our youtube channel as well at video games now whatever the fuck youtube and uh subscribe to not miss our smash brothers tournament it's gonna be a lot of fun all right. yeah, be sure also to uh, tune into our next podcast because uh, our previous, I guess, co-host that kind of just n- started no-showing will be back on the podcast. Bro, I can't make it. I, like, don't want to come. Yeah, I just want to play video games today and just chill, relax, Yeah, he smoke some even, weed, he drink does, some beers. He doesn't even have to leave his fucking house. You just like you Skype in and you have a good microphone, so like you sound like you're here, but you're not. Yeah, I got a story though, quick before for this for everyone because I'm gonna throw Mark under the bus a bit. <clears throat> Apparently, uh, his because our job, even when we do 12 hour days, we still get off at like seven, so by the time we get home, it's a little later, probably eight o'clock. 
So his parents uh, just this weekend started a new rule that if he's not home by five o'clock, he can't take their food. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. I was like, so you think it's a because they're saying it's because by that time when he gets home at like eight o'clock as they work too, they're tired, already in bed and he makes too much noise. Does he um, does he talk like a surfer dude to his parents too? Be like, bro, no, I need some food. Well, he doesn't say bro. He'd be like, <laughs> mom, but I've already done that. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, it's yeah. funny to think about how Mark talks to other other people that aren't like bros. I think I've even heard him call Michelle bro once. He calls like he he would call. I'm sure he calls Alex bro his fucking old girlfriend. That would be awkward. Or dude. He probably calls In her dude bed. too. Bro, bro, bro. <laughs> okay, okay, we're gonna keep this between us, but let's keep a fucking counter of how many times he says either bro or dude on the next podcast. That'll be good. Let's do it. Alright. <laughs> Alright, okay. Thanks a lot everybody. We'll see you on the next one. See you later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.